0: Good morning, my name is Pastor Liz and I am the Children's and Outreach Pastor here at Hydrant and we're so glad that you could join us. This month, we are taking a look at women who do extraordinary things. Not only women in the Bible, but women who have preached on this very stage with me. Pastor Anita last week and then Pastor Miranda next week and you guys, these women, these women have done extraordinary things. They have taught me so much about faith and what it means to have a deep and meaningful prayer life, but also what it means to wrestle and to dig into their faith and to really explore what it means to follow God. I'm super excited to be a part of this and and to be a part of what it means to show what God believes about women in ministry and in leadership. Over the years, uh, it's been kind of a, a hard thing for me. It's been kind of hard to to dig in and to explore what that means, but someone who has championed that for me and has been somebody who has pushed me in my walk is Pastor Tim. Now, Pastor Tim won't tell you exactly how much he pushes people and and helps them to realize that calling. He's gonna downplay it, but you guys, Pastor Tim isn't one of those people who just believes that women should get to be a part of something or he lets them be a part of something. He believes that their voice matters. He believes that women matter. And so he has allowed for us not not to just be a part of this on a small scale, but to be a part of this on a major level. And so for me, that has been a huge, huge push to be better and to do better at Hydrant. We believe that those things that others use to disqualify you, those things that hold you back, those may be the very thing that will amplify your voice. I love the story of Deborah in the Bible. We often look at women and and believe that they aren't leaders. But Deborah didn't just demonstrate leadership. She was given authority and Now, I have to admit, years later, I have to admit that when I look at her story, I wondered why God put her story in the Bible. I wonder why he would put a woman in leadership into such a crucial part of his story. You see, I wasn't raised in a church that believed that women should be in leadership. I wasn't raised in a church that women should even be pastors. In fact, It wasn't until I was a director of children's ministry and was called in to be a pastor of children's ministry that I started to explore what the Bible really said about women in leadership. I was hired by a woman pastor, but I justified it. It was fine because she wasn't the lead pastor. I was over children's ministry, but it was fine because I was just the director. I wasn't an official pastor. I didn't have the license. I wasn't doing it to have a long-term career. I wasn't doing it to, to be a part of something major. I was doing it just to make enough money to get out of the country and move to Bolivia. See, I didn't believe that women should be leaders in the church. I was raised with the sexist mindset that women couldn't be pastors. But not only was I raised with the sexist mindset, I was raised with the racist mindset that women couldn't teach to white men. I was raised to believe that I was better suited to go and teach a non-Anglo man in a foreign country than I was to lead them here. After much prayer and, and really digging into what God had for me, I came across the story of Deborah, this daring woman, not only was a woman who was a judge, but a military leader as well. Her story helped me to see that leadership resides not in gender, but in character and gifting. It isn't about your color, your weight, your height, or if you have white hair. It's about God's great calling on your life. And we all have one. We just have to be willing to step into it. Before I take a look at the story of Deborah, I want to give you a bit of history to understand what it was like during her time. Joshua had just led the people of Israel out of the promised land after 40 years of wandering in the desert, and he had finally passed away. He had told them to follow the laws of the Torah and to be obedient to their covenant to God. We find Deborah's story in the book of Judges, and it's named after the rulers of that time. This was before there were kings or any really high one ruler, and these judges were not just judges that we see in a courtroom. These judges were ones who were military leaders, or like a tribal leader during their time. And unfortunately, in the book of Judges, we see that many of them ended up becoming corrupt and more of a problem than a solution. But Deborah was different. Deborah was not one of those who ended up corrupt. She was known as a great judge who was fair and just in her ruling. Let's take a look at her story. It had been a long day and God had woken her up early before the sun had even risen to give her a message. She had summoned for Barak, a a military commander, and God had given her a message, a very clear message to give to him, and he needed to hear it. Being a prophetess and a judge made for long days, she had called for Barak as soon as the sun rose, yet now the sun was over her head and he still was nowhere to be found. She had been sitting under the tree all morning long, waiting and waiting And waiting. Did he not realize this was an urgent message? Lord, why? Why, she thought, why, God, God, why have your people turned their back on you again? It was painful to watch. Did they not learn their lesson the first and second time? Their ruler had sold them into the hands of the Canaanite ruler. Deborah's people cried out to the Lord for help yet again. They had been been oppressed for 20 years, and they were tired. She was thankful to God for all that he had given her, but as she sat under that tree, like she did most days, she was ready to help the people with their quarrels, but she couldn't believe that they had come back to this place yet again. Sometimes it was overwhelming to deal with the things that she dealt with. Yet here she sat, waiting for Barak to get here. She turned to her husband. Have you seen him yet? Not that he could see any further than she could in the open air. She sat here on purpose, though. It showed the people that she was open to their problems, not distracted by the comings and goings of the area, and she was impartial to whoever came. No, my love, I don't see him yet. He'll come. She called forward the next case. Two men with a goat? This should be good, she thought. What can I do for you today? They went on to tell her this great elaborate story about how the one man's goat had caused damage to a cloak, and now the other man's wife was upset. It seems trivial, but there was a time when these men wouldn't have even come to her. Even though she was placed as authority in the land, they didn't think that she would be impartial. They thought that she would always judge towards the woman, giving her the upper hand. They thought she would be overwhelming emotional, as they accused all women of. She had worked hard to build the reputation she had now, one of fairness and equality, one that was respected and sought after. It had taken time for them to see that she could be trusted and that she would do the job well. That being a woman had nothing to do with her ability. She helped them to sort out their problem and sent them on their way. As they were walking away, a man came running clearly out of breath. Barak had finally come. My lady, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just received your message. Please tell me what the Lord has said. Barack. The Lord is asking something huge of you. Take 10,000 men and go to Mount Tabar. God will draw the ruler of Sisera to you and all his troops, and you will have victory over him. You will free God's people. Brock stared at her, blank faced Only if you go with me, he said. If you don't go, I'm not going. Deborah sat there for a minute, taking in all the information, arranging it in her head, and trying to find the best fit. What if she said no? What if she went? It was in that moment that she felt God speak. Okay, she said, I will go, but know this. If I go, you won't receive the glory. God will deliver the enemy into a woman's hand. A woman will save his people. The next day, 10,000 men, Barak and Deborah, left and to do as the Lord had asked them to do. Victory was Deborah's that day, just as the Lord had foretold. We see so much in the story, and honestly, this is just the beginning of how a woman helped to save the nation of Israel. Not only one, but two women played a part in this victory. JL, a woman who was nearby the battle, helped to kill the leader and bring God's people to freedom. Both of these women stepped into what God had called them to do. They were brave, they were bold, even when things were scary. The story of Deborah shows us some very valuable lessons, not just about women in leadership, but about being a leader. Things like listening to God when he speaks, taking steps towards wise counsel, admitting that we need help, being bold and brave when God calls you to something. Her story shows us that being in leadership is hard and it's full of hard choices. But it also shows us that walking towards and with God can lead us into our ultimate calling in life. But ultimately, Deborah's story shows us that we need to rise to the calling, no matter what. You have to be brave, bold, and do what he is asking you to do. So often we feel that they that we're not good enough, that we don't have the right skill set or the right knowledge. I have to admit, the reason that I don't like to speak to adults is because. More often than not, I believe that every adult knows more than I do. I'm not equipped to do this. I have a nasty habit of self-negative talk. Even as I wrote this sermon this week, I I sat there thinking, this isn't good. Nobody wants to hear this. This, Nobody cares about what I have to say. And I cover it up with jokes like, Oh, you know, lying's a sin, so don't tell me how good this is. But really, that's just me armoring up. It's just me trying to defend myself and pretend like everything's okay when really inside I am scared to death. I sent this to several people to read and reread and reread again to get inside and to help me because I don't trust myself. I don't trust the knowledge that I have. I don't trust that I am qualified to do this in any way. I try to protect myself because I don't want to admit that I feel so unbelievably unqualified to do this and to share God's word with you. imagine this is what Deborah felt. As a woman in a time where women were looked at as less than, what made her qualified to be a judge? In today's society, we look at qualifications on many levels. We look at education. Where where did they go to college? Was it accredited? Was said school known for the field that the person went to it for? Did they get good grades, graduate with honors? Does the candidate have experience in the field that they're applying for? If so, where and how long? Do they have references? And the list goes on and on. We find every reason to pick apart a person, or ourselves to see if we are qualified for a job. But God, God doesn't look at our schooling. He doesn't care about our experience. He doesn't care about your age, your color, your gender, or if you graduated with honors. He used a little boy named David to kill a giant. He used a man named Moses with a stutter to deliver a petition to a Pharaoh to let his people go. He cares about your heart. He cares about your character. He cares about your willingness to step up and do the hard thing, to step out of your comfort zone, to stand on a stage and face down your fear as speaking to people because it's what he asked you to do. The Bible is full of stories of people who are not qualified to do what God has asked them to do. In 1 Samuel sixteen seven, God told Samuel, don't look at his appearance or how tall he is because I have rejected him. God does not see us as humans see. Humans look at outward appearances, but the Lord looks into the heart. David's was God's choice to become king because he was a man after God's own heart. Maybe you've been sitting here listening to Deborah's story and you know that God has been whispering something deep inside you for a long time. He has been asking you to do something. He has, he's been pushing you towards something. Maybe it's inviting that co-worker to church or maybe it's telling them about amazing transforming love of God. Maybe it's been tugging at your heart to do things like work with kids or first contact or bake cookies or lead a life group but you have felt like you are less than capable. You have questioned your qualifications. You have questioned your ability, your knowledge, your gender, your age, or whatever it is that the enemy is using and your negative self-talk to lead you to believe you are not capable of whatever it is God is calling you to do. Let me be the one to tell you God's going to resource your call. God is going to give you the things that you need by spending time with him, by digging into his word and praying and seeking his wise counsel. He will develop that heart, but he's also gonna give you the other resources you need to do whatever it is he has called you to do. He will add the other things. He will add the finances. He will add the chances for school and the education. He will build up your team and build up the support system. If we seek him and his kingdom, he will grow that part that he sees in you. He will develop the courage and the act of willingness. Deborah was given a call. She was willing and she had a heart and character to become one of the greats. She had to be brave. She had to step forward and do what it was that God had called her to do. Ten years ago, I had been working as a children's pastor in a large church, and every day I felt like I wasn't capable, like I wasn't qualified. I hadn't gone to school to be a pastor. I wasn't even sure I believed that God had called women in to do this kind of thing. And then one day, the lady who hired me, the one I justified as as not being the lead pastor, she became that lead. She sat me down in what I now call the holy booth in this little pancake place in Little Rice Lake, and she sat me down and she said, when are you going to step into this? She said, I see this in you. You guys, it was the scariest moment of my life. It wasn't my plan. It wasn't what I had thought was going to happen. I was moving. I was moving out of the country. I wasn't going to work in a church. But in that moment, I knew that God was doing something. He had been whispering to my heart for far longer than I cared to admit. And years later, when one of my friends asked my best friend if she thought I would ever be a pastor, her immediate response was yes. What is God calling you to say yes to? What is it that God has been whispering into your soul for longer than you care to admit but you have pushed it aside. You have convinced yourself that it's not in the cards for you. What is it that God has asked you to boldly and bravely step forward and do? Do you have the courage to do it? Have you asked him for help? It may be time to make that step. Let's pray. God, there is... There is so much that is scary. God, we know that you have have whispered things into our souls and into our hearts that, that fear has allowed for us to push aside. But God, we ask right now that you would help us to boldly and bravely step into what you have called us to. God, we lift up this time to you and we ask that you would give us the courage to open up our hearts. God, to to examine what it is you have called us to do and everything that we have tried to qualify it with gets pushed aside. God, because we know that you are going to resource that call. And we know that you are going to do things in it that we cannot even imagine. So we give this to you, knowing and believing that you are going to do amazing things. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in this weekend to worship. We realize now more than ever how important it is for us to stay connected. So I want to encourage you to text in to 919-888-4401. And you can join us in supporting what's happening here at Hydrant and in our community. We've made it really easy for you to set up automated giving on our app and on our website. Know that you are loved. Have a great week.